Welcome to the fifth episode of Born in Trouble, where we're going to talk about evidence. Do you keep it or do you burn it forever? Evidence. I'm here with my illustrious guest from New Jersey joining us once again this week, Mr. Robert Brooks. By the way, I learned about burning evidence in a different state. It's not a Jersey thing. <laughs> well, we're going to talk about the different laws, what you can and cannot burn. And, of course, from Detroit, Michigan, where he's burning in the kitchen every week, owner of City Wings. That's right. 2896 West Grand Boulevard, Detroit, Michigan. Come down and get you some. Holla. Mr. Grand Lancaster. So you might as well get into the comedy what up, though? portion. What up, though? What up? Might as well get into the comedy portion of it. You know, we were talking about before pre, pre-game, Freak Nick. I can't wait for the documentary to come out myself because I never actually made it down to Freak Nick. And like that pastor who was talking on, the, um, talking on TikTok the other day, making the statements that he's not worried about a TikTok video bringing him down because it just shows how much he has changed and the Lord doesn't even recognize that person you can't recognize somebody who isn't there so I'm marking myself safe for Freaknik never attended now the rest of you motherfuckers y'all might have some things you gotta answer to Rob were you ever at Freaknik? I never went to Freaknik because I was in Philadelphia I was in Philadelphia. We had the Greek picnic in Philly. Hmm. So there was no need to go to Freaknik, and I went Greek anyway. So, right. But those weekends, a lot of people poured through our house, man. A lot, lot of bodies came through our house. It was crazy. These are collegiate events. We're talking about the 90s. Like the was half of the Greek picnic. Was. Let, me ask you, let me ask you an important question, Rob. Do you have any photographic evidence of any of those people that have that came through your house during that time in the 90s any photographs? fortunately no none everybody's safe for me Mark safe from the Philadelphia Park weekend years 1989 why are we telling ourselves forever Grant you're next I want to know did you attend Freaknik? Are you in threat? We're not here to tell on ourselves. Are you in danger of being shown up? Ass in the air! On, a, on an Atlanta street. Uh, Freaknik, yes or no? Uh, I'm going I'm to I'm plead the fifth. Oh. I, bet I went to Freaknik one time. However, 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 is it, by the I way, this, was, is, was, this is the way a lot of I was statements, on my, I was on my good boy, Dean. This is how a lot of statements I was on my good boy, Dean, when I begin. went, so I didn't, I, I ain't in no danger. You ain't in the, I'm not in any danger. No. I'm, I'm, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a hundred that I'm not in any danger. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. yeah. But I mean, you, you know, my, my style though, I'm not a. I'm 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 gonna avoid the camera. I don't I don't take pictures. Pictures are evidence, man. I just don't I don't I don't really do evidence. Even if I'm not doing anything, mm-hmm. I don't, I just don't I don't do evidence like that. You know what I mean? Just popping up in photos unless I'm doing a creep cover up pic. You know what I mean? Like if if well anyway, you, you, well, I, I don't you do too to, many you pictures. Do esta- you need to establish a presence somewhere. Not where you actually was at, so you need to get that. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Then, then I may take a pic. An alibi. Right. <laughs> yeah. That's something yeah, this generation doesn't joint, know anything you know. about. An alibi. Because your phone has a ping and it tells everybody <laughs> where you are at all times. Like, you know, there's no possible way that they could really comprehend how devious that we are. Not that how we used to be, but that we actually are. Because... We lived through that time where you had no, to... No, Freaknik was wild, bro. Yeah. So, what were you... But, I mean, it was it was no wilder than... It was no wilder than, like, Myrtle Beach. 
No. When they would go down there. No water in Virginia Beach when they would go down there. No, it's like spring break. You know, Daytona. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like Daytona, Miami. I mean, it's all, it's all, I mean, anytime you got teenagers, alcohol, teenagers and alcohol, I mean, it's, it's, it's going to be a wild time. Yeah. Parts of Howard you Homecoming. Need, you just need Joe Francis there to get his girl, girls going wild thing going. Oh, absolutely. Mm. So you don't think it's a big deal with all these people? You know that there's, I read today where there are um, four prominent women that are actually suing Hulu. They're actually suing Hulu See, that's for... that's a shame. You think that's a shame? That don't make no sense. Yeah. Like, first of all, did they know they were outed already? They do now. Like, you did it. You know, let your freak, let, let your freak flag fly. They were, they you were did pi- it. Don't be bashful now. There were pictures. Apparently, there were pictures of them online. Grant, are, Grant, are you still talking... I see you moving, but I don't hear anything uh-uh. coming from I, didn't, I didn't say anything. Oh, okay. I thought you would. No, just I, I didn't say anything, and I was just—I was a. Uh, no, but just since since I'm on here, look, hit dogs holler. You know what I mean. So if you if you saw ah. before the shit even come out, you know, you know ah. for a fact. Yeah, some shit. yeah. You, you got some. You got some. You got some documented acts out there. You know, she she's scared because she got caught being a shake weight on video by somebody. <laughs> Listen, man, it's okay. It's okay. It's the brothers high five high five with her in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're, they're apparently, wow. apparently it's like a, some professional woman, one judge, anonymous, a sitting judge today who's worried about footage because they some of the pictures were leaked online and they're actually going to sue to stop it. This is why this is why, like, you know, I'm, I'm going to I'm going to. Um, invoke the ghost of your great uncle Caesar right now, Rob. And just give y'all a little taste of the knowledge that we received from the 60s, which was telling you don't get no more. That's right. Tell. That's right. Those who tell don't get no more. Those who tell don't get no more. No Very simple. Very simple concept. I don't know how useful this is to the kids of today. Because they tell everything. It's all out there. They're proud of it. They tell, they tell everything. They can't help themselves. They can't, can't wait to tell. can't wait to tell. They don't understand how mortifying something is. They like post this every, fi- every movement. Every five minutes, they post their, their whereabouts on social media. Oh, yeah. And this is mortifying, too. again. Who, who among us is... That would have been to me. Who among us is what? Who among us is ready to be judged by what we did at 19, though? Oh. Well, that's the reason why it's we didn't... It's kind of unfair. Well, that's the reason yeah, why we didn't I mean, keep evidence. You know, I mean, listen, if you were if you were right. out there and you were that reckless and you saw people with video cameras and you never thought about what could possibly happen in the future while you were out there shaking your booty, you know, and things like that. Like, listen, I mean, Rob, have you ever had... I'm pretty sure, like, this is like, now we're going to get risque for a second. You guys ever have sex in public? Public space? Have I ever gotten busy in public? Have you ever gotten busy in public? Yeah. Grant, you ever gotten busy in public? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, elevators, hotel elevators, taxi cabs, bathrooms, yeah. Parks. <laughs> you know, I was smarter than Dan. You know, my, my, my man... My man, my man got poison ivy on his nutsack. I'm in the woods. Wow. I was smarter than that motherfucker. Hey, but that's what. But hey, wherever uh, you get it, to quote Pay- Feyron, she gonna drop her drawers and oh, yeah, drop mine yeah. too. That was another, you know, famous philosopher you know, from I, the nineties. I had an occasion I was in. I was in a hotel in New York, and a friend had come up to join me, and you know she was she was she was wilding out, you know, 
She's like, you got to come downstairs. She got a hotel in this. She got a room in the same hotel. She's like, you got to come downstairs and get me. I get down there. She's in full on. Um, um, what the hell's the name of that French company? French mm-hmm. lingerie company. But she's in that. Nothing else. And she's like, so now we got to go up the elevator. She stops the elevator. I'm like, yo, yo. My team president's in this motherfucking hotel somewhere. <laughs> this door opens. We don't know who's on the other side. Like, Memory. Like the corners of our <laughs> My point being is that people take chances. They used to have fun. Now there's cameras everywhere. That shit is really risky now. Depending on what town you're in, you could end up in jail. They'll actually, like, track you down just to come and arrest you for having sex in public. Whereas it was just like, if you can get away with it, it's one of those societal things that's almost like a rite of passage. Most people do it at least once, at least if you're having fun. And um, then it just goes on. It's like sort of like what Freaknik was for those people back in the 80s and the 90s. I'm sure I'm going to... I'm tuning in because I'm sure there's going to be some hoes I know. And you know what? Ladies, if I, if, if I, see, if I call you, and I mean this sincerely because you have to be careful because Dr. Kimia always says, watch your, watch your verbiage. So when you're calling somebody a hoe, I don't mean the hoe that you are today, per se, which could be a non-hoe. Now you could be completely told You could be a nun. You could be. You could be a doctor, a nurse. You could be a beautiful individual. But back then, if I just met you for a weekend, then you that good memory, and that's how I want to remember you. Do you understand what I'm saying? That's how we all want to be remembered. So I don't think that these people with Freaknik should be worried so much. I think that if you want to be remembered as ass up on a Cadillac in the middle of a parade-like setting and everything, with police officers coming by and smacking you in the booty, and you saying it's all good, then viva la memory. Stop being so scared. Stop being scared. I'm, I'm, I'm for that. I'm for that. I'm yeah, scared. come out, come, come out, come out, come out, come out, come out wherever you are. Oh, you know the problem. Hands up. You, you know the problem. It's oh, a cultural problem. issue. So there's this couple. There's a couple. They're married. Forty nine years. Every year, birthday comes around. Dude's like, honey. Why won't you go down on me? I love you. We've been together all these years. I can't believe you won't. She said, no, no, no. It's just not right. Blah, blah. Finally, 50th anniversary. She decides, you know what? I'm going to do it tonight. Goes down, polishes my man's knob. Somebody rings the doorbell. The guy says, hey, get the phone, you cocksucker. Unfortunately, <laughs> you know, people take that one moment. <laughs> And that's your whole existence. <laughs> oh, and that is why men cannot get blown in the United States of America. And that's right. It's only right. I mean, who can blame you? But once they see her cheeks in the air, that's what she's going to be. She's going to be cheeks in the air, girl. Cheeks in the air. But you know, you yeah, can... I'm, I'm saying, though. I'm saying, though. Dude. 18, 22, you know, somewhere in that range, in that age range, probably, you know, in the late 80s, early 90s, when video cameras was really just kind of starting to pop and people was having them. So you wasn't never going to move out of the way of a video camera at, at that time. You know what I mean? Like, no, it, no, it was no. a special thing to be on a video camera. That's it true. ain't like now where everybody got a fucking camera in their pocket. That's true. That's this true. was, this was, a, it was a, a unique thing to be on, on a video you know what I mean? So, yeah. So let me we, we, unique we, Well, let me not say we. They was out there. Yeah. And I appreciate them being out there. Thank you. Young and ladies. now that the chickens have come home to roost, <laughs> you know, me being an old farm boy, 
Chickens coming home to roost. Ain't <laughs> never made say. me mad. <laughs> In fact, this only made me glad. <laughs> listen, we are many things. We're serious. <sighs> I mean, listen, we're mostly serious individuals. We have, you know, we have definite opinions about many things that are important and unimportant in this world. And everything, but I think we can all agree that we, ain't none of us mad at any of the hoes from our past. You know, it was a beautiful thing that you gave me the night of December 21, 1992. Thank you! Whatever your name was. I don't remember. That's the way it should be. It's a beautiful thing. So... I just yeah. want to say I'm all for it. You don't remember thing. no names. You can't tell no lies. Can't tell no lies. Never happened. Uh, Wasn't me. I, you know, when, the, when, the, when the documentary comes out, it's, who's, it's going to be on Hulu? Hulu, yep. Yeah. Where's the documentary going to be? On Hulu? Yeah. Yeah. I don't, Hulu. I don't have Hulu, but I will have to find a friend who has Hulu so I can sit down with my popcorn. And, oh, bro, we can watch it together. Yeah. So yeah, I, I, I just got it. So that way, because like usually what happens is if you can't remember a chick's name, I can. So we can watch it together and we can make a list maybe. See, there you go. There you go. Hey, wasn't that? Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. But it's not such yeah, a serious yeah, yeah. thing. It's, it's not just a bad thing. If you don't know your mama used to do the same things that you do now. And everything you just like we all did the same thing to write a passage you know in the 70s they were having they were having key parties y'all ever heard of a key party of course you have because it's one thing that you yeah, together but you know you get in the neighborhood the whole neighborhood comes together they drop the keys into the drop the keys house keys into a into a uh, bucket one for the for all the men and the women and they Pick a key out, and whoever's key you get, you go to that house, and that's where you spent the night. That's your great-grandpa. Ain't he a nasty motherfucker? Your great-grandpa's nasty, too. So you think Freakness hey, is bad. I had... We're all freaks. One of, the, one, of the, one of the most sage pieces of advice I ever got. One of the most sage pieces of advice I ever got, old cat told me, he said, every woman you meet is a whore, except your mom. But don't ask your dad about your mom. Yep. Uh, <laughs> so. Yep. And on that note, I think it's time for us to change the subject. Cats, it's like, I'm not feeling like <laughs> I, that. I've been, I, I don't know why, but the, the, the algorithm on Instagram keeps bringing me a lot of Kevin Samuels content. And the more I listen to that dude, first of all, the more I laugh. But right. oh, yeah. he'd be, he be dropping bombs on him. Mm. He'd be killing him. I saw his song. He's like, he's like, can you name me a product that increases in value with age and usage? Because <laughs> <laughs> she was talking about, I know my cookies are special. They're worth waiting for. He was like, no, your cookies ain't special. You done had two kids out of wedlock. You ain't waiting for nothing. <laughs> he's like, now what makes you think your cookies are special? And she started saying, he's like, hold up. Name me a product that gets, that increases in value with age and with usage. And she's like, I don't know, but I'm sure you're going to tell me. He's like, that's right. Your cookies. They get more valuable with age. Yeah, yeah. Kevin was look, Kevin Samuels, and it's it's funny you say that. I get a lot of Kevin Samuels on my joint too. Kevin Samuels was hilarious, bro. I mean, he he was hilarious, and you know they they talk about how he used to talk about women. Look, they they came on the show knowing what they was gonna get, and they loved it. Yep, they came on there with their little BS attitude. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, a lot you know, of it is and their their ridiculous demands. A lot of it is true, you know. I've been seeing a lot of a lot of uh, breaking down of the these old like mores. I was saying the other day. I don't know if I was talking to you, Rob. I might have been talking to you, and I was like, you know, I was thinking about doing a doing a talk on another app, 
and I was going to base the talk upon, like, you know, I was going to call it, I was going to call the talk, um, getting the milk without the cow. Because I wanted to talk about how women, it's been an age-old thing that they say that you're not supposed to have sex with men or you you limit sex with men because, like, if they're not going to marry you, they're not going to put a ring on it, then what's the usage of the man and everything? You're not, you're not giving them, you're not giving them sex for free, are you? And, yeah, I was thinking about it in terms of after watching this video because this woman was saying, like, if a man isn't paying your bills, he isn't, um... He isn't paying for your car. I don't have time to talk to you. My time is by the minute. So if I call you by the minute, you know, and I ask you and I need $100 or I need $200 to pay a bill and you don't have that money, then, well, I'm going to talk to the next person and I don't have time for it. And I was like, well, now, isn't that someone who just wants to get the milk without buying a cow? You don't want to provide any services, but you want the milk, which is the money, just for you being around. Otherwise known as prostitution. It's a form of prostitution whether you're having sex or you're not having sex. Am I right or right? I agree. I go there. Because... I mean, it's... What's the difference between a prostitute and an escort? Sex. An escort is just supposed to give you time, right? Right. Prostitute, prostitute you pay, you paying her to, to leave after you smash. An escort, you paying typically to take you to, or like, to go somewhere with, with her. Yeah. Yeah. So what's, so there is a subtle difference, but yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it's a, it's a flesh for cash business, no doubt. How are we going to build, how are these women, like, going to, like, lead families and, like, raise men? You know, you have one of those, she may have two kids making that statement, and one of those kids might be a man. How is she going to explain the value of a, the value of a man to her son? Is she going to tell her son that if he doesn't have money for her right now, uh, for a woman right now, she better not, he better not even look at a, in a woman or a female's direction? How do you, how do those two things work when the only thing you're when the only thing that you value is money for a time or anything else? How does that work? See, this is the you you don't do you neither one of you guys have a have an immediate answer for it because there is no immediate answer. It's one of the very huge gaps that we have in learning and education because and that's at home. How is a mom going to teach a son that he has a value or worth when his worth is that man is sitting up there watching and listening to his mom tell man after man that the only value that that man can actually ever have is money. So how is he ever going to look at a woman as a queen? Even his mother doesn't behave like a queen in that instance. And you, ask- you have to you have to be able to find value in in money is not the only thing that has value though. You I know agree. what I mean? I mean I I know that I know that people get it bent like money is in the end all be all, but it's not the only thing in the world that has value. I mean, if a dude can fix a car, that's that's a valuable skill. If a dude can fil- fix a house, you know, fix a roof or a furnace or whatever. Those those are valuable skills. You know what I mean? So you can't really discount those those skills in lieu of in lieu of cash necessarily i mean i guess you can but but, then, but a then lot of you get what do. you get like a lot of the you know we were talking about kevin samuels a couple of minutes ago like a lot of the women that went on that show they discount those kind of men like they overlook those kind of men the guys who have a, a skill but maybe aren't you know they don't have the ridiculous high earner status but they got a right. skill they're good people they got a skill they can feed you, but they can't buy you Louis bags, and they can't take all of the the social media culture is pushing that sort of lifestyle. Like everybody who doesn't want to go on trips, who don't right. want to go on a private plane, like who doesn't want to get who don't want to get a stack of boxes for no reason. Um, right. 
And so you get these younger girls sort of all thinking that that's what they need to be happy. And they're all miserable now because they sitting around waiting for somebody who they ain't never going to be on their level. Well, I think what they're doing is they're you really know, they can't gambling. never match wits with. They're gambling and they don't even know what game they're playing because they're gambling with their youth. They're gambling with their with their. Um, basically, we're all here meant to. Most most uh, people are here meant to couple, even if you couple with you know in one way or the other. We all find our ways to couple up in one way or the other. You know, some of us have multiple partners. Some of us have one partner. But there's always that adult relationship that keeps you together. But I see many of these these young people really losing the fact at the fact that of relationships because they don't know how to develop them. And Kevin Samuels was a hundred percent right. They don't know how to inter- they don't know how to interact. I was talking to this guy today. He was talking about doing something. Um, he was asking me to help him find the space to do a rental so we can do some mixers and things of that nature. And I was like, yeah, that's really good. He's like, yeah, because he said, because people my age don't do that. They don't know how to act. They don't know how to respond like that. It's all, it's a part of the the whole thing. And it's not just the young people. It's like people in their 30s too. And then you throw COVID in there and all that other stuff. I just got, a little while ago, I had an interesting conversation with the cat and it kind of threw me off for the show because I knew what I was going to talk about with the show. But this was about some other business, some internet business thing. And um, this guy just started talking to me and he was like, he's got clients that work at Fox News and he's got clients that work at CNN and he's got clients that work in all these different like um, places. And he says the same thing. We, uh, that we say pretty much on the show is that people are pretty much the same and you know a lot of these media outlets that are pushing these points of view they push these points of view these radical points of view for money and they don't actually believe that stuff themselves how do we get people how do we get people to like and here we are we come here every week and we talk about what the fuck we believe without questioning and without filter and without any type of reservations whatsoever as to, like, you know, and that's probably um, reckless. Maybe some people would say it's reckless, but it's like the point is that people are dying for authenticity. And that thought process of how to find the man, that is the opposite of authentic. What about somebody that's going to protect you? What about somebody that's going to actually care for you? In your times of need. It's like you can't even identify everything boils down to money, to cash. If you have it, then you're possibly a mate. If you don't have it, then you're not a mate. And then all these people walking around mad because they're not getting fucked. Well, well the good thing so- is that you, even when you don't have money, you can still get laid. But you're going to get bad quality relationships. It comes with it, but that's that's the thing, though. Like, so the, the the nuclear family has been under attack for a lot of years, bro. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's been under attack for a lot of years. I don't know if y'all saw, but maybe a month or two ago, they, the thing came out that Cosmo, I think it was Cosmo with the uh, you know, like independent woman, that whole hookup. It was all just a farce, right? Like, it was just something that they did. For magazine sales, it, w- it wasn't even supposed to be real, but you know, people read it and took it, and and they began to run with it, and now we are where we are. You know what I mean? So when you when you teach a woman that she don't need a man, I mean, we're part of the human condition is interaction, and and you know what I mean? Like that's that's just part of the that's just part of who we are. You got to interact with people. We all need relationships of some sort, you know, but. When when you when you try to steer women away from having those strong relationships and and just doing traditional things, it makes it so it makes it so difficult for a woman to like understand how to deal with a man, and that's that's the biggest issue. Like when I as I think we're all we're all similar. I don't think no no woman is not gonna 
for lack of a better term, bow down when you walk in the room. Right. I I don't think any woman is necessarily going to challenge any of us in terms of being being the leader, being the, the, the man in the relationship. You know what I mean? Even, even if you're not necessarily the breadwinner, being a, not, you know, not being a dictator, but just being a, a leader and understanding that there's a, you know, a hierarchy. And as the male, I'm going to get all the blame when shit goes sideways. So if that's the case, I'm going to make all of the decisions. Now, of course, this is not, like I said, it's not a dictatorship. I'm a benevolent leader, you know? So of course, because you my, because you my earth, I'm going to take you everything that you, that you need. Think I'm going to take all of that into consideration when the decision is made. And because we're riding together, the thought process is that we should be on a same, on a similar plane anyway. So whatever I'm thinking should probably be what you think it at least, you know, 80, 80, 85 percent of the time. Hopefully we in lockstep when it comes to something. But on that off chance that there's a decision that that has to be made and we come to an impasse and that decision got to be made at, by midnight. Best believe it's going to be made by me. <laughs> and, and you know, people just, you know, it, it sounds it sounds, you know, like. How it sounds now, like you know, misogynist. But I mean, can't nobody really tell me what misogyny means. But it sounds misogynistic or whatever, whatever they, whatever you want to call it. But that's the foundation. You know what I mean? And because it, it, it all starts in the home. And if if we gonna have to, if I'm gonna have to deal with you every day, you know what I mean? After I've been out here busting my ass trying to put food on the table, and not saying that she hasn't been doing it too, but even Superman had the fortress of solitude. I don't want to come home and have to battle with you, baby. Well, you, you know, know what I mean? I need, I need to come home and, and, and find some peace at my crib. What I, what I think the problem is, is that most people, even when they're before they're in the relationships, they define their relationships upon the worst parts or the worst things that have ever happened to them. They never look at it as like, you know, going in for the good things. So they're not looking for partnerships. And when somebody says, you have men and women, you have some men who are supposed to be leaders, and they believe that being a leader in a relationship with a woman is saying no, being cruel, being um, being heavy-handed, never paying attention. You know, if you really are in a good relationship with your woman and everything, you don't have to worry about... Um, her, her doing things that are outside of the realm of what you would both agree upon because you both agree upon it. You have that, that's Absolutely. the good relationship. You're in lockstep. And that's really what the relationship goal is. The relationship goal ain't, isn't like necessarily two Mercedes Benzes in the driveway. If it's two Mercedes Benzes in the driveway and, and a dysfunctional family everywhere else, you failed. You know, it's a hard thing for people to actually look at doing the right thing. I was looking online this week, and this this woman, um, and she's a Caucasian. She's on a she's on a, on a Facebook page. I'm not going to say who it was, but she's a Christian. You know, one of these one of these dance in the hallway Christians and stuff like that. You know, Pentecostal, and in her church. Apparently, like, in, in some of these churches, I guess these Caucasian churches, or just churches per se, flag-waving has become a thing, where people bring the flags into the, into the church and they're waving them around during the services. And, you know, first of, of all... What kind of flags? American flags. What kind of flags? American flags. Oh, okay. All right, so it's like... First of all, it's like anyone, it's like That's to what me. would make me run from a church faster than seeing people waving an American flag. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Listen, that's the first thing I that came that. to my mind. I couldn't, couldn't get away from there faster. Yeah, that's, that's the first thing that came to my mind. It's like if you have any type of religious background, a strong, like actual, actual spiritual background, you don't want to see a flag in your church. You know that there's something wrong with that right away. And... She was like, you know, I kind of didn't like it. And, um, you know, some of the people that I know that had done that before, they actually turned out to be demon-possessed. You know, and I'm like, well, go figure. 
So, um, and it's like these things, and there was another comment that she made about something that was definitely wrong in the church. And she knew that they were wrong in the church. But yet and still, she was asking people for advice on how they felt about it. And she was asking whether or not um, there was something wrong with it in their minds and things of that nature. And I just like, I just said to myself, I'm like, this is a fucking normal, intelligent individual who actually knows enough to know that in that church and in that setting, that flag has no place. And that anyone who would actually be supporting that type of stuff and everything is off. Remember what I said a couple of weeks ago about avoiding stupid people and everything? That's the definition of avoiding stupid people right there. Okay? And she knows that it's wrong. Mm-hmm. But yet and still, she won't allow herself to say the words because of the fear of being pulled out of the group. And this is the thing. These are the things. Now, when you want to talk about these parables or these teachings, depending on how you look at it, WWJD and everything, that Jesus would stand up for what's right, supposedly. But you have people that are afraid because they're more afraid about their social standing than they are about their spiritual standing. They're never going to actually get it. They're never going to get it. You're more worried about your, how you look. And that just kind of struck me. It kind of like, I was just like, ugh. You know, because like, it's like the knowledge is there, but you don't have the courage of your convictions. Most people are walking around without the courage of their convictions. They know that there's something wrong. Wait. Bring just just real quick. Bring it back to the so conversation. Here's my question. Go ahead. Here's my question. Go ahead. So my question is: So if you if you're the pastor of the church and they got these flags, and you ask them to not wave the flags, immediately that's on that's on social media, and you are now a, a bigot of some sort, or you are excluding someone from expressing their views the way that they want to blah 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 the whole rhetoric i don't know if it's on social right? media so, as much as it's so how do you, how do you attack pipeline. it i don't think it's on social media as much as it's going through the church pipeline where no I'm not, no i'm not saying that it a, i'm not saying that it actually is i'm not saying that it actually is but i'm saying eventually it will be because somebody is going to be with Somebody's the eye, put that with camera up. Blast. Yeah, somebody somebody gonna have a camera up. And that pastor that, that tells those people that they can't wave the flags in church, separation of church and state or whatever, whatever edict you wanna say. You can't you gotta get out of here with the flag. Somebody got that on camera, it goes on Instagram, then all of a sudden that pastor's church is being boycotted by uh Righteous Americans or whatever, you know, whoever, whoever is going to boycott. Kid Rock showing up at your flag. church now. I don't right. know. I think there are plenty of churches in so, the United States that don't I, I guess, flags I guess. In their, into, into their buildings because it is supposed to be a place of worship. Yeah, absolutely. So I, absolutely, none of them should. But I'm, I'm just playing devil's advocate, saying, so what? Do, what do you do if you that guy? Or let's let's say you you the second pastor. You watch the first one get taken down based off of the flag waving whoever's that protest outside this church and shut him down. You the second guy that now we we not going to this church now that it's shut down. We going to we going to the church of Exxon. So now here we are in the church of Exxon with our flags. What you gonna do? You're not welcome here. You're not welcome here. Period. To me, it's like to me, I'm old school. I don't even think you should talk politics at work. I don't think you should talk politics in different... I, I think we're so far off. And that's like the, the one of the biggest problems with our society is that we're talking about it and sharing all these different views. You know, this guy that I was talking to was a libertarian. He was a libertarian. And he was like, I don't like Trump. I don't like DeSantis. You know? It just feels like we're just running the lose. They know they're going to lose. They're just running the lose. Status quo. 
but there are people out there that love these guys so much and you can't say anything about them. So we're stuck with them. So what you're saying, he said essentially what you're saying. We're all stuck in this fucking, like, muck of mud and peanut butter and, and just, like, nah, quicksand. That just, like, just common sense is just being suffocated everywhere we turn. And I, I think it's time to, I think it's time to get changing it, to get to changing some of it. You know, I feel like I, I feel like I have definitely not been as vocal as I should have been. And I'm going to start being more vocal about it. Fuck them. Because I'm tired of this. I'm tired. <laughs> yeah, I'm tired. I'm, no, seriously. It's like every time I turn on the TV. That was some, very succinct, sir. Yeah, but no, because seriously, every time I turn on the TV, somebody got shot. <laughs> I don't even fucking like watch television that I don't even watch like the news that mm-hmm. much. And I turn that shit on, somebody got shot. It's like, what the fuck are you dumbasses doing? What are you teaching each other? What are you doing? Like, what the fuck? What is the what is the point of this shit? Like, you know, all right, you don't want to change the change the gun laws, that's fine. And how about stop being a dumbass? You know what I'm saying? How about like work on the meth problem? Work on the jobs problem. Work on the fact that everybody feels inconsequential unless they have $2 million. Work on the fact that the only way, the best, the best way to raise capital today in the United States is to fucking join a Bitcoin company and sucker other people. All this shit has a shelf life. You know, we talk about all these different things, but we never get down to any fucking solutions. No solutions. You know, we should be talking about the universal, um, the UBI. We should be talking about that and why it's pragmatic. We should be talking about AI and manufacturing. We should be talking about all these jobs that don't exist in the United States. We should be talking about these entitled-ass fucking brats that we raised. They don't get off the hook either because they're fucking... Listen, we, we fucked up, but y'all enti- some entitled, stupid-ass, dumb-ass motherfuckers. You know what I'm saying? What are you going to do yeah, to fucking we made make the country? Way. No, but what are they going to do, though? What are they going to do? Because pretty soon, these, you know, motherfuckers well, like I us mean, is going to be gone. First, first, they have to learn to take their lumps because we, we, we cushioned every fucking blow for them. We gave, we handed them everything. We cushioned every blow. So first, they got to learn to deal with the fucking world, and then they'll figure out how to fix it. But we haven't equipped them to deal with the world yet. Like, we were so busy making sure that, you know, Johnny never had a reason to cry or that Johnny always had a reason to feel proud, you know? Yo, there's some moments in your life that aren't about pride. There aren't, you're, not, it's not, you're not supposed to feel proud. You're supposed to go, oh, shit, that feeling right there? I need that because I don't ever want to feel that again. I got to lock that away because I don't ever want to feel that shit again. So now what do I got to do to prevent that? Let me, let me reverse engineer so I can figure out how never to feel that again. But that's not what we did most of us as parents. We protected them, and we made them feel special all the time. Even when they were stupid, we made them feel special. So it's just as much our fault as as theirs. But they're going to have to learn to deal with the world first. And you see the shit that they're dealing with, Bitcoin and, you know, it's a stupid world, man. It's a stupid world. Dumbass world. You know, and all you have to do is like that. That is really like a, a way to make money. Is just basically it's just who's going to come up with the next Ponzi scheme. Grant, you got any ideas? You're a pretty smart guy. Chicken, Chicken Gate. Let's start Chicken Wing Gate right here on the show right now. Ten years from now, they haul us in there, and we'll say it all started with some Amish girls in the back of. Grant's restaurant in Detroit, Michigan. Wasn't my idea. I think we lost them. They won Rumpster. Did we lose I'm like every, I'm like getting one one word out of six from him. You guys are getting one word out of six? I was only responding to you, Grant, because I haven't been able to understand him for like a half hour. Oh, God damn it. I don't think you ever understood yeah, you me, just, Rob. You just, got, you just got real choppy all of a sudden. I don't think you ever understood me, Rob. Oh, well. Yeah, so we're having tef- technical difficulties here tonight. I'm, I'm sure whatever you said was proof. 
Profound, Holmes. It was very I'm sure profound. Whatever you said was profound. <laughs> it was very profound, profound, brother. Like I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely positive that you just laid some shit on us. <laughs> you're gonna have to I listen. I can't take this, Rob. You're gonna have to listen, Rob. Nigga, you're gonna have to this listen. This motherfucker is crazy. Yeah, Rob. Rob is like it's just like you don't need anything else. He'll. You don't need humbling. Because I've got Rob. I've got Rob. At a public forum. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> At a public forum. For sure. For sure. <laughs> Humility will never be my problem. Wow. So, like, uh, listen, it's a slow day. Let's just, like, get into one thing for the fellows. And since this show is kind of like, it's kind of, we're just like loosey-goosey here. Jalen Hurts. Fifty million a year, fifty-five million a year. Yes, sir. Worth Run it? that bread. Worth it? Yeah. What is it like one one thirty of it guaranteed or something? It's only like one thirty guaranteed. guaranteed. So yeah. Is it more than that? I thought, I thought it was, it was like one twenty-nine, one thirty. I think it's like one thirty-seven or something. The, like uh, that. You're pretty the people close. in Philadelphia are ready to ready to run out in the streets and act crazy, like they like they got the bread, not Jalen Hurts. Really, but yes, he yes worth it. Wow, thousand percent. Listen, if uh, if your boy if your boy for the Giants can get forty million a season, Jalen Hurts is definitely worth it. Uh, yeah, one seventy nine point three is guaranteed. Oh, one seventy nine. Okay. Yeah. Just yeah. To- okay, so buck eighty, buck eighty guaranteed. What a great tale! What a great story for him, though. He basically got yeah, that's, ran, that's worth it. He basically got ran out of Alabama after leading them to a to a title as a freshman, and now he gets the biggest contract in the NFL, like six years later. How fucking great of a story is that? Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. Two is still doing Absolutely. his thing. Two is a great player. I give yeah because he got. I give didn't him he credit. Get, Go ahead. Hurts got pulled from the championship game, didn't he? Yeah. Didn't he get yeah. pulled in the championship game at halftime or something? Yep. Yep. Yeah. And to a led yeah, to crazy. the championship. He brought them back. And he took it like a champ. Mm-hmm. He took it like a champ. He played half of the next season, you know, um, before, like, Tua took over. He said he actually played a season behind Tua. He sat behind him one year. And he goes to Oklahoma and now $55 million a year, guaranteed. That's a pretty great story for somebody who said they, they said he couldn't throw the ball. Yeah. And, and, the, and the great thing is he's a really good kid. Like he's gonna, I like, yeah, I like Jalen a lot Hurts. of good stuff with the money. I'm glad he got that money. So, Rob, you... And it, what, what sucks... Go ahead, Grant. Go ahead, Grant. What sucks about it is the Lamar Jackson situation. The Lamar Jackson situation makes it suck dead, dead donkey dicks, but um, Lamar going to get his cheese from somewhere. Eventually. Is he going to get $55 million? Does he deserve Eventually. more? Does he deserve more? He's a better player, arguably. I don't know. I don't know if, I don't know if he deserves more. I don't even know if he's a better player. But Lamar Jackson has never had the supporting cast in terms of especially in terms of receivers he's never had the supporting cast well so you know i mean philly philly went out and made some moves to get some players to put around Jalen hurts which is what they should do that i'm not i'm not knocking them you know just just uh see cincinnati because they went out and got everybody that they could get to help old boy uh joe burrow, joe burrow. who i love joe burrow too i like that kid but yeah, but they went out and got everybody, just like Miami went out and got everybody that they could get to help Tua. You know what I mean? But for some reason, Baltimore won't do the same thing for Lamar Jackson, and now they're trying to hold up his money because of it. So, yeah, you know, Baltimore like has always been well. one, of my, one of my favorite teams, but I'm right now I'm feeling like, fuck them, they can die slow. <laughs> kind of like the New Jersey Nets or the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, <laughs> uh, Down 2 nothing to the Sixers already. Uh, you're killing me. 
But you're not really killing me. I mean, what can I say, man? The owner of that team, he just blew it up. He just, he didn't want it. He didn't want it. He didn't want that team to win. And I'll go to my grave feeling that way. And it's like the sad part is hearing seeing Brooklyn Net fans who thought they knew better. You know, they were all on Kyrie. Oh, he doesn't want to be here. He misses games and this and that and this. And they were the ones complaining about him the most. And then as soon as Kyrie gets traded, these guys are like, oh, well, the narrative seemed to have changed around Kyrie around the league. It's like, yeah, you dumb motherfuckers. It's because it was basically the owner creating like this whole big thing. And pushing it, and now that he's traded, he's gone. Nobody cares about the story anymore. He's just back to being a great player. And they're all happy. Some of them were happy that, you know, Dallas didn't make the playoffs. It's actually the best thing for them. They may get to keep their pick, and they get to build that. They can rebuild that whole team based upon that trade. Mark Cuban is like, he's a fantastic recruiter. And nothing goes further than money in the United States than money which is drawn from a paycheck from the state of Texas because there is no income tax there. So you better believe when it comes time when it comes time to True. recruit players, it's gonna be that's it's you're basically able to pay guys two, three, four, five million dollars more because there's no income tax there. And they're gonna be fine. The Nets. No personal income tax. And the dudes, their accountants are all telling them that. Like, yo, you're going to give up 6% of your income to, the, to New York City? You're going to give up another 4% of your income to New York State? Mm-hmm. Come to Texas. Come don't to worry Texas. About that. You don't have to worry about that stuff. You can just live good. The stars at night are big and bright. Deep in the heart of Texas. Yeehaw. You know what? I... I Yes. I've even, it's been so, it's been so bad. Like I went and um, made a comment on the Dallas fans page because I'm follow, I follow Kyrie, you know, and I wanted to see how their fans, I wanted to see how their fans reacted to him, like honestly, because I've been listening to Net fans complain about him all year, and a lot of them are basically like, yo, I didn't even realize this guy was that good, you know. Even though they missed the playoffs, a lot of the fans are like, yo, that guy is really good. And it wasn't his fault that we lost those games. We want him to stay. Whereas in Brooklyn, these motherfuckers are saying, off with his head. Why would you want to come someplace like, why would you want to come and, you know, play someplace like that? It's like Brooklyn, they created a lot of problems for themselves with that trade. And um, with those trades. New York fans are much more savage. Too much, too savage. In this case, New York fans are savages, though. Well, that's yeah. the that's that's the narrative, but they got to remember, like it's not 1950 anymore. Like I, we deal with this in Philadelphia all the time, because I mean Philadelphia is another. We got a high city, wage savage, tax. savage, high, fan, savage a, fan we town, got a high um, um, state tax. The fans are savage, and you know players talk, and it's not like 1950 where you needed a second job, so you needed to go to a high, more high-profile market, so maybe you'd get some endorsements, or maybe you'd get yourself a good no-show job in the off-season and really get taken care of. Now, mm-hmm. dude's going to get their bread wherever they play. So they don't got to put up with that bullshit. Yeah. You screaming crazy shit from the second row, they don't need that anymore because yeah. they're going to get it someplace. Right. They don't got to come to Philadelphia. They don't got to come to New York. And fans got to learn that. Like they're, oh, he's too soft. Shit, you too soft. Right. The moment they turn around and say something to you, you cry. Right. Like, the fans are. It's the, the like fans. we've dealt with that for years. Like, Philadelphia, we used to have to overpay players to come to Philadelphia because of that. Mm-hmm. You know, you had to make up the taxes and then you had to make up the aggravation they were going to get. Right. They're, and that's exactly you what know, it's. And Brooklyn's going to have the same deal. Like, Brooklyn, Brooklyn. The, the thing about Brooklyn is, like, you know, it is they look at Brooklyn as that franchise as being the second-tier um, second franchise within the city. So there's an argument that can be made that no matter how badly they're talking about you in Brooklyn, it doesn't really matter. Nobody cares. 
is basically that argument that nobody cares. We saw that differently with Kyrie Irving because the owner of the team, you know, we're a billion dollar, it's a billion dollar business now. So it's like you say, it doesn't matter whether you play in Brooklyn or you play in Minnesota. The money is still the same. So it it, it should really matter. And um, they have Ben Simmons now. And that guy, Ben Simmons, like, you know, he scores better. Ben at Simmons the, ain't never going to play. He scores better at the bars than he does on the court. You don't think he's ever going to play again? You think he's coming back strong next season? He has no desire. No desire. Like, seriously, that dude should be taking acting classes right now. Right. Because like, so, he ain't going to Yeah, his, his mojo is gone. He got, he got to go do something else. And he's blowing a lot of his money already, so he got to go do something else. Has he really? You know, now, he, he, it would not surprise me if he's one of those guys who gets out of the league, realizes how hard it is to make money in the real world, and now gets some desire back, and he wants to wants to start putting in work so he can try to get back in. That wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, but he'll never make that. He'll never make right. that money. He got that great big contract. His contract is like the way that they do NBA contracts. If you make all NBA team, all defensive, you go up in tiers with how much money you can actually sign. His max contract is huge. It's like in the forty millions. He's like, like thirty-seven, thirty-eight yeah, but million. Even he's... forty million. Did he yeah, get a even, max? Even forty million after you get after you take care of the IRS, New York State, Brooklyn, your agent. Forty is now twenty. If yeah. that, right? If that, it's probably it's probably forty is more like sixteen. Right. Once you get all that those people out of the way. So now you got 16. He's got a 10. He had a three million dollar apartment in downtown Philadelphia. He had a 10 million dollar house in Morristown, New Jersey, and he had a 25 million dollar house in Los Angeles. That sounds like the rest of his money. And those, well, you know what? You get that endorsements like too. You get endorsements too, but some of those endorsements have. You got lot, some- most of those endorsements have. They've dried up now because you're not playing. So it's like whatever. Nobody. Yeah. Maybe, maybe he can get. Maybe he can do a flex seal commercial, and put the flex seal over the rim, and then he can <laughs> shoot and just, just and the ball will just bounce out all the time. So right. So it'll be just constantly bricks. That might help. It might help, gentlemen. <laughs> our hour is Look, up. Just a thought. Yeah, just a thought. Fellas, man, time flew. I didn't get to I didn't get to get into what I wanted to, which is probably good because it'll give me some other things to talk about on the other app and platform. But from New Jersey, by way of Philadelphia, my my man, my brother, Mr. Brooks with the good looks. What's going on, Johnny? Why are you in soft focus tonight? Why why are you making like a seventies? kind of independent film because I was thinking about a shooting soft focus, a little I was, lighting, I was thinking about sepia toned I was thinking about shooting a blue movie as soon as we're done my own sort of like freak Nick uh, tribute there <laughs> you know which you nobody go. will see nobody oh. will see and it'll be starring Fred Wymore Fred Wymore of course you Fred Wymore will be making an appearance no this is why you. This is why you hang with your brothers forever. They even know your aliases. What Fred Wymore sent a message? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> oh, I gotta go. <laughs> oh, I gotta go. Fred Wymore is outside <laughs> from Detroit, Michigan, home of City Wings. <laughs> He's laughing at Fred Wymore. <laughs> hey. Because it's, listen. That's hilarious. You've heard dude. that before, right? That name, you've heard that it's name probably before. Probably 30 years since you heard that name, but. <laughs> that shit is funny as hell, bro. Yeah. Yeah. It, it just, because that's a name that just, it just blends in everywhere. Fred Wymore. Was Fred Wymore here? <laughs> Fred Wymore. Was Fred Wymore. 
<laughs> That's tickling me to death right now, bro. <laughs> Mr. Grant Lancaster. He's been rocking with that too. Oh, oh, man. Man. Boulevard. That's right. I'll say it for you, bro. Because right. you're too busy, Larry. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Fred Wymore. Thank you. Thank yes. You. And I'm your host, Ooh, Fred Wymore. And we'll see you again next week on Born in Trouble. <laughs> Peace. <laughs> 